Hello everybody and welcome back to this episode of the Global Fintech Network's Fintech Bite-Sized Podcast. My name is Nicholas Ching. I am a fintech major currently studying at the City University of Hong Kong. I have a very exciting guest joining me today. Arno von Helden is the head of digital solutions for Forex at Standard Bank, Africa's largest lender, and he is also the founder and executive business head of Standard Bank Shift, an easy-to-use global Forex e-wallet. Arno, welcome. Thank you very much for having me, Nick. So many people, especially around the world, are starting to hear the word fintech more and more often. How would you describe fintech to somebody who isn't particularly techy or very knowledgeable about the subject? That's a that's quite an interesting question. I think that fintech is, for me, and and there's different different perceptions of what fintech is, but certainly for me, fintech is the coming together of financial services, traditional financial services, as we know it, in in terms of making payments, borrowing money, keeping deposits, um, and technology. And I think that over the last 15 years, and and more more importantly, over the last five years, we've seen that technology and financial services coming together can become quite a powerful force for change in the world. So FinTech is really just the the marriage of, of technology and financial services. So obviously combining these two ideas together of, you know, traditional financial service delivery and of technology opens up a world of opportunities. How have African companies like like Standard Bank and I guess by extension um, your project, Standard Bank Shift, really utilize this opportunity to improve the way you deliver those traditional financial services? Um, well, well, I think that that, you know, as technology has become more prevalent in society today, the way that people want to interact with various different things and specifically financial services has, has changed significantly. When I um, became the head of foreign exchange in 2016, or at least the personal and business banking uh, part of foreign exchange, what we had as an organization was a, a very much branch-led service and what I mean by that is that if, if somebody, an individual, wanted to send money overseas or wanted to buy foreign exchange for traveling overseas, uh, wanted to do anything associated with foreign exchange, the only option that they had available to them at that stage was to go into a branch. Um, and it had to specifically be a branch with a bureau de change. They had to stand in queues. They had to fill out forms. And, and, and that was their experience. And as you can imagine, you know, with digitization, uh, the advent of the internet and, and smartphones, uh, people no longer wanted to do that. And so we, we, had to, we knew then that we had to digitize the foreign exchange experience. Um, and we, we started working together with our traditional kind of internet banking and mobile banking channels to digitize it. But what we also realized was that we had an opportunity at that stage to really fundamentally change the customer's experience. And so instead of just digitizing a cross-border payment, 
we, we, we decided to spend time with customers and really understand customers' pain points, their experiences, what they are looking to achieve. And it was through this sort of um, deep dive into, into the foreign exchange experience that we decided to not only just digitize it, but to reinvent that experience. And that's really how the idea of Shift came into being. Um, and yeah, and, 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 and turned into being able to, number one, create a digital platform, reinvent the experience and leverage on next generation technology like cloud computing um, um, and platform businesses and fintech partnerships around the world to not just digitize, but to create a, a, a significantly better foreign exchange experience for customers. So I want to build on what you've just spoken about, um, but focus on Africa specifically. Many of the world's fintech innovations have been coming out of Africa with platforms like M-Pesa leading the charge. But in many ways, Africa is still quite behind all of these other more developed nations. How do you see this changing? How do you see Africa sort of being the forefront of innovation for fintech? And how can they really learn from the challenges in other economies where fintech is also being developed and studied? I think that, you know, if you think of Africa uh, today, where it is in terms of its development, it's, you know, and, and I'm generalizing here, but, but on, on the whole, it is quite far behind um, places like North America, Europe, the UK, China, and the rest of Asia. And, and so there is a big advantage for Africa in, from the perspective of the fact that the, a lot of the technology that we have access today had to be developed first. Um, and we see that specifically in places like China with, with Alibaba and Alipay and WeChat Pay. You know, they were really the, the, the forefront of the digitization, specifically digitization of financial services in those continents. Um, Africa is, is, is quite far behind from a financial services perspective. But the opportunity is that we can learn from the lessons uh, that, that these four, forerunners have had to go through in order to uh, potentially deliver uh, quite rapidly digitized financial services capabilities across the entire African continent. So we can almost um, transition from an unbanked society uh, by and large an unbanked society to a fully digitized society, uh, fully uh, banked digital society very rapidly. The prevalence of, of uh, mobile technology, uh, 3G and 4G and, and, and now 5G technologies that are, are, are being rolled out into Africa together with uh, smartphone devices means that an individual who is, uh, in, by today's standards, completely unbankable uh, in, in the traditional financial services sense, uh, now with a, with a smartphone can rapidly adopt uh, uh, financial services technology through an app, register, and, and have access to, to uh, financial services products 
and services um, in a way that 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 cannot be imagined in 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 previous environments and to a large extent in the in the current environment. And so Africa today, um, I believe, represents probably uh, the biggest opportunity in the world in terms of. Of, of moving forward with the with 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 the digitization of financial services. I one hundred percent agree with you on this because for the vast majority of people who clearly aren't from Africa, when they hear the term Africa alone, they think poverty, they think um, inequality, lack of infrastructure. When in actuality, people really should be looking to Africa as a great opportunity for investment, especially with regard to fintech. So I want to further this topic and really speak to how can Africans and I suppose every country in Africa really start to develop that necessary infrastructure to continue this African-led innovation, to lead this digital revolution. Um, again, a good question. I think that that um, at, at this stage, what what we are seeing is that we've got organisations um, like Standard Bank, who who have uh, quite a significant footprint uh, on the African continent. You know, we, um, Standard Bank itself has has I think presence in, in around twenty two countries of the fifty odd countries um, um, in Africa. Uh, but but it's it's all done within the so it's primarily brick and mortar, uh, very um, traditional banking infrastructure. Um, but as, as I as I mentioned previously, you know, as um, cell phone technology, mobile phone technology becomes more prevalent, um, people no longer are looking for bank traditional bank branches. They don't need to go and walk into a branch and sit down and 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 and, and speak to a, a teller. So I think I think you know that branch is now moving from a, a a a building to to an app on a phone. So I think I think that's that's probably the biggest the biggest piece of infrastructure rollout that's needed in in order to achieve that affordability of smartphones. Um, we we know that 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 there are smartphones. Um, the, uh, the average price of smartphones is is reducing significantly. Which means that that more and more people can have access to to feature rich phones that 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 allow them to experience financial services in in a, in a much uh, a much richer way than 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 it is available through 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 normal feature phones like your old Nokia's and that kind of stuff. So I think that's that's also another thing. And then and then being able to 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 um, get customers and and people to adopt these. These technologies is, is is certainly a big a big challenge because people are not used to 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 transacting that way. You know, even on the feature phones and, and through mobile wallets that we see, like in Kenya, M-Pesa and Uganda, um, uh, MTN Money and and Airtel Money. You know, the, a lot of that is done through through very old feature phone style style technology, but there's limitations to that, and so. Really, the adoption for um, the adoption of smartphones and, and smartphone technology and three G, four G, five G services is critical uh, to to being able to offer a a, a more rich and and, and f- fulfilling experience from a financial services perspective. So I think I think that's that's one aspect of it. 
the other aspect of it is is also that you know um, access to credit, credit scoring, uh, the ability to get data, uh, behavioral data, transactional data, to be able to to um, uh, from from people from ordinary people transacting the the ab ability to then be able to to really start understanding a customer's behavior from a data perspective then opens up further opportunities to be able to assist customers in terms of of, of access to capital so I need to borrow money borrow money for uh, to to start a business to run a business and I think that that as we as as organizations or as fintech businesses or, or financial services business become better at that sort of thing, uh, we will start seeing um, a, a massive world of opportunity opening up um, across the African continent. And hopefully through that, start really being able to not just offer financial services for the sake of offering, offering financial services, but, but more offer financial services for the sake of, of helping people improve their lives. And helping people to to uh, to to create businesses, manage businesses, um, and, and certainly be more connected into the, the 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 global economy. Yeah. So obviously, the adoption of smartphones and that general tech infrastructure is something that is crucial to the further development of such fintech services in Africa and around the world. We've seen much interest from different companies such as banks tech startups from China to America, all wanting to get a slice of the pie. But how from, from an African perspective, from the African-led innovation perspective, who is the best partner and what are the sort of different partners that would help Africa further its mission of digitalizing financial services? Sure, that, that, that is a really good question. I think, I think that, you know, the, the the there there are two different fundamental players in my mind in, in in the world today when it comes to these kind of things. I think I think you have sort of the old traditional uh, incumbent banks like like your Standard Banks and your Barclays banks and 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 First National Bank and all of these banks and and certainly is with the, in in their interest to do that. They have relatively deep pockets. They can spend money on investing in technology and certainly shift a shift um you know it, it exists today because to a large extent because of of, of standard bank's commitment to to building innovative innovative capabilities and, and platform businesses so so there's certainly an opportunity within the existing uh, uh world of banks to to become big players and invest in that and whether they are building them from within or investing in in startup companies across africa you know, both those opportunities exist, and, and certainly we are seeing uh, organisations like Standard Bank uh, identifying uh, startup businesses and investing in startup businesses to assist them grow and become uh, bigger players and platform players uh, across the continent. But there's another angle to that, and and certainly when we look at at, at existing large scale platform businesses um, like Amazon like Alibaba and WeChat. I mean, we, we certainly have seen uh, Jack Ma, who's the founder of Alibaba, uh, and I think the CEO of Alipay, uh, engaging in Africa, you know, um, coming to Africa, spending time in Africa, uh, talking about the opportunity within Africa. And so, and so I, I think that, that, that 
you know, there is no doubt that the world sees the opportunity within Africa. Who's going to come in and, and become a major player? I think the jury is still out, but there's no doubt that there are a lot of people jostling or a lot of businesses jostling for that position. So we're running out of time and I'd like to ask you one final question. That being, where do you see Africa going in the next 10 to 15 years? And is there anywhere else in the world that we can really look to as an example or an estimator of how Africa will change in the coming decades? Um, you know, I think that, that from my perspective, Africa is really um, a, a, it's a, a very untouched, almost like a frontier market, if you can think about it from that perspective. I think, I think that, that, you know, if you consider what happened in China over the last 20 years, you know, we've seen China 20 years ago was really run on traditional bricks and mortar banks, you know, um, and uh, and while while in China most people had bank accounts because I, I believe it was actually mandated to have a bank a bank account in China, companies, businesses, and banks like ICBC, uh, Bank of China, uh, Industrial Bank of China, uh, you know, became um, massive massive global banks. I, I believe that that ICBC is 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 probably still the largest bank in the world. What we've seen is that. The real development in financial services in China uh, really came about as a result of, of, of the digitization of, of, those, of those services. So where, where Alipay came in, where it, it was not able to offer in ordinary Chinese people the ability, regardless of who they banked with, the ability to, to access all of those financial services Online and that and that had a massive impact on the way people transacted on a day to day basis using QR codes, uh, no longer needing physical cards to to transact. The ability to to access savings and lending um, and a host of other services just directly from a mobile phone was certainly in my mind something that that significantly helped improve the the economy. So. While, while there, there's no doubt there was massive growth within with, within China as a, as, a, as an economy in, in, in totality, these uh, capabilities um, I think uh, helped people improve their everyday lives. And, and and what what I suspect is that that we're going to see something similar uh, across Africa, where um, the the tools and the mechanisms. Uh, with which people operate and move money and make payments on a day-to-day basis is going to significantly improve through digi- digitalization and will help uh, lubricate the wheels of industry, so to speak, um, and enable people who, 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 who want to start businesses, small, have small businesses, who need access to capital to grow businesses, who 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 need to make it easy for for people to pay them for them to pay their suppliers you know once you've got that infrastructure in place the ability to run your business efficiently and more effectively is going to be significant you know africa today is still very much a cash based society and and cash unfortunately has got significant limitations 
because it's a physical object that needs to be moved from one place to the other. As, as with digitalization, as we find mechanisms that are more efficient and better and more secure than physical cash, I believe that people will naturally start moving onto digital digital project um, uh, digital capabilities, um, and that will will in turn uh, it help improve people's people's lives. So Africa as a continent, to me, represents the biggest opportunity in financials in digital financial services available in the world today, um, and I have no doubt that within the next ten. 10 to 15 years, we are going to see a very different continent emerge as a result of the digitalization in financial services uh, in the same way that China has emerged as a very different uh, country today than what it was 15, 20 years ago. Well, I'd just like to say a big, big thank you for coming on to our show, Arno. You have really given us an insight into what is fintech, what does the landscape of fintech look like in Africa and how we can really expect to see explosive growth in the coming decades. Thank you very much, Nick. It was a pleasure uh, coming on your show. I really appreciate it. So if you enjoyed our content and you'd like to see more things like this where we dive into different aspects of fintech in different locations, providing you insights from guests like Arno, please subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts from Apple Podcasts to Spotify. We're available on all platforms. Thank you for listening to our podcast and we'll see you again next week.